0: All right. You know, one of the things we love to talk about on the Brucklery Show, and I'm sure Ari will agree with me, is that there are consequences of policies. There are <clears throat> that, that personalities matter, um, and leadership uh, flows its characteristics and its personalities, you know, d- down to the rest of the, the community. And that's true in business, by the way. Some of the great businesses, you know, you ask people why is it a great place to work at such and such and such place? They'll say it's, you know, it all flows from the top. The the you know the, our our manager, our CEO, whatever, has a certain attitude, a certain approach to things, and it all flows the rest of the way. And we enjoy our work as a result, and of course being fair, fairly well compensated and so on.
1: As we're both staring at computers. Mine was from the Steve Jobs era. It's right. not, but still the design is it's, fabulous. It's beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but this, the, in, in his case, it, it's good that you brought it up. It's a culture of innovation. It's a, it's a, it's a culture that if you're part of this team, you are an innovator. You're, you, you think differently, and it's, it's good. Uh, so, culture matters and leadership matters. And now with Trump as president, we have uh, a fanta- we think a fantastic leader. And there's just, and the reasons for his, I think, excellence is because he's sending the signal as a leader to the rest of the nation, not just to the rest of the nation and his supporters, but also to the rest of the world. Now, what do I mean by all this? Why is this so important? Uh, You know, obviously, it's important in the sense of effectiveness. If uh, you've got a good leader who is running the country, so to speak, in a way that is conducive to progress, to, you know, not progressivism, but rather progress in the the correct way, meaning reducing barriers to civilization, reducing barriers to the economy, reducing uh, and just improving people's lives, getting the the jobs and everything else, then you're doing something great, wonderful, and that's what's happening. That's the most basic thing you can think about. When it comes to a good president he, he, he needs to deliver on prosperity That's his job, right? When you think about it keep, keep the country safe And deliver on prosperity Here's something that happened along the way And we talked briefly about this In a podcast, I don't know, about a month ago What, what Trump has done Is he's created an environment Where he shows everyone That being audacious Taking bold steps can in fact lead to great results. He's shown the the weakness of the Democrat Party. Um, they're all they they can't even deal with themselves because they have to trip over themselves all the time. They're so crazed by what Trump has been doing that um, they they effectively look like loons. These people, okay, but Trump has been very effective and he's showing showing everyone the world that being audacious, like like moving the and it's so emblematic, um, the moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to, to Jerusalem, something that no president wanted to touch. They they paid lip service to it, and they even campaigned on it. But when push came to shove, it was too toxic for them, at least that's what they thought. Trump just was bold, and he said, we're, we're doing this regardless of whether... It looks uh, not PC for whatever reason. I don't know why it wouldn't be PC. We've made the promise to do so. we we put in a bill to do so. The Congress passed a law to do so, and now we're going to do it. So, and and yet you get, you dare to say that I'm doing something that's reckless somehow. It's not, and and sure enough, that move, the embassy move from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, where there was virtually no response from the Arab world, uh, nothing of of any meaningful consequence. It just showed. Everyone, the world entirely, that we've been scared of our own shadow for no reason. We can do things, and we can, we can also pull back on the madness of the regulations. We can pull back on the spending. We can do a whole bunch of different things. We can be tough with our enemies, and it's going to be okay. That's, that's, it's a completely different mindset from what Obama had to offer and all the Democrat presidents before.
1: And the wuss Republicans. Yeah, oh, for sure. Bush. Bush was a wuss. He was. He talked tough. He used that Texas accent. But when Bush came to shove, he didn't do it. Right. And and did Romney promise bold things like this? No.
0: McCain, same thing.
1: McCain McCain called Obama his friend. Romney called Obama Mr. Obama. Mr. Obama is misguided.
0: Right. You know, Trump comes in and says he sucks. Right. He, he calls it like it is. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, were, were his word choices sometimes really out of line? No, they yeah. were perfectly in line. <laughs> no, no. Perfectly no, in line. No, no. I'm, I'm, let's just say for the sake of discussion that they were out of line for the sake the, – the, the, the correct answer is so what the F? Who cares whether they are? And, and just like you and I will say things in, in the context of our conversations that will be a little gruff, a little insensitive, it's called being a human – the president gets to be human, too, and he's a little tough. And sometimes he, and he, his main theme, if there's one thing that, that I think about Donald Trump, is he doesn't give a rat's ass what you think about him. And I love that about him. I, I, I truly do. And it makes me admire him all the more. Now, why do we call this podcast the Trump effect? Because it is the, 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 the resonation. It resonates This this leadership style, his effectiveness, his even his word choices to a lesser extent, but his boldness, it is resonating. People are watching, and more importantly, other countries are watching, particularly Israel, England, Brazil, um,
1: Austria, Hungary. uh, Austria, oh yeah, good point. Even France. Australia elected a new one. France is changing, England, as you said. Right.
0: Big time change. These, these are these are very important steps because they're realizing that these these schmucks who were liberals, especially, but and even some of the the rhinos, as you as you said, uh, were totally Double ineffective. Schmucks. Yeah, they were totally Double ineffective. Schmucks. They they somehow that had this impression that you know, well, the only way that things can work is if you work on uh, you know this kind of biofuel, and that's the only way. They, but then somebody shows them. In fact, you you can actually. Work with this different kind of gasoline. It goes much faster. It's much more efficient, and it performs better and it's cheaper.
1: You mean gasoline? Yeah, yeah. B- basic gasoline. gasoline.
0: Yeah, I mean I, c- I can give many different examples of, of tools that are suddenly make life a lot easier. How about this were for, for an example? That you, you know we used to carry luggage, you know, uh, hand, and you would try to say, okay, let's try to make it not as heavy as possible. And you, you you were a weightlifter every time you went traveling, right? And then suddenly someone says, hey, how about if we, we put wheels on luggage? Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Wheels? Oh, we can't do that.
0: That's <laughs> re- that's not sporting. Right. But that was a game changer. Right. Right. So now, of course, to not put wheels on it seems ridiculous. I mean, why uh, have you ever seen anybody carrying a luggage without wheels? No. You might see them carrying a backpack, but that's a different story. But you, you get the idea. Same thing with the presidency. Same thing with the leadership. Uh, when you showed them this, the way this is the way things can be done by being bold. By being audacious, by saying I, I don't have to, you know, always worry what the other side is thinking. I don't have to worry about what, whatever the media is thinking all the time. Things get done, and that's what's happening all over Europe. That's what's happening in Brazil. You're going to see it eventually in Canada again.
1: Oh, in Canada, they figured out that they were being run by a soy boy. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, excuse I, my French for this family podcast. Sorry, <laughs> he's a pussy. Okay, seriously. <laughs> He, uh, there is no other word for it. Yeah, uh, Everyone sees yeah. that he,
0: he's you ineffective. Said,
1: you said something so interesting, though. You said that Trump doesn't give an F what people think of him. I think there's a, another level to it. Because it's not nihilism. Nihilism is, I don't care about anything, right? If you love, then you don't care what people think of you when you act in ways towards that which you love. Right, to the so, better interest. If you yeah. love your wife... Uh, you don't care what people think of you loving your wife. You right. love this person. I'm, I'm mentioning this to you because you're a uh, you know you're a married guy to a wife. That's so a, right. a good example. I am too. We love our wives. We love our children, and we don't care what people think of what we do when we act with love towards our families.
0: Right. Right. And sometimes it's tough love,
1: whether it is or not. Whether you know whether. Um, A a perfect example is this Is the old Guy thing about Do you want to be tied down to Your old ball and chain Well if you love the girl then yeah That's right Okay, Is it stylish to have a, a screaming Three year old who has a fever At four in the morning Is that fast lane to you? You know, uh, compared to going out to the nightclubs and hanging out with uh, the prostitutes. No, it's not. But it's what you do when you love someone, right? Right. It's what you do when you have children that you love who need to be nursed through a night with a fever, right? Uh, It's not pretty. It's not nice. And is it stylish? No. Okay. There's more glamorous ways to live. So the point I'm making at is, what is Trump? Trump loves America, thus, he doesn't care what people think of him when he acts in ways that love America. Right. And then and advance telling, the ball for, right, for America. And telling America's enemies off, whether they're the, the, the domestic enemies called Democrats, and yeah, they are, or telling off the foreign enemies. You know, uh, calling Kim Jong Un—I mean, it was so brilliant. Rocking, I did uh, No, I didn't call him short and fat. I didn't call him <laughs> that. You're right. right. Brilliant. Right. Oh yeah, right. my God! He called him short fat. Who cares? Who cares? I love America. Exactly. He doesn't, yeah.
0: right? We need to get him to the table. It's a different dynamic altogether, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and and he the tough love reference that I made before, which is a, I think it's an apt one, where if you love somebody really that much, and you say, listen, Charlie, uh, we've been friends for a really long time. You're, you're a great guy, but you know what? You need to lay off the sauce. You know, you got you got to stop it, or you know what? You're you're your temper is, is out of control You need to do something whatever, whatever it is that you need to tell them The the, the right thing to get things done And to get the, their lives moving Trump comes in with an attitude of business He comes in attitude with what works That's his main thing And he truly does, has no respect for the Democrat Party He doesn't have respect even for Congress as a whole He recognizes it correctly as a swamp It is totally corrupt It is Um, It's just yucky Everything about it is yuck And he wants to cut through that And he's doing it for crying out loud The accomplishments are so extraordinary As to what he's done in the past three years now That you you just It's hard to As any Democrat can possibly They would have to admit He's accomplished a tremendous amount They don't have to like what he's accomplished But he's accomplished And and, and things get done And then they they kind of they, They get effectuated and then they they move on to the next crazy thing. So, for example, going back to the embassy move, they were all against it, and then nothing happened with the embassy move. It was a successful move, without real consequences of, of any import. I mean, it was far Neg- less
1: no negative consequences. The only consequences were positive.
0: Yeah, the only one. I, exactly. I, yeah. But I, I thought it was going to be more, and we would just kind of plow right through it like a like a leg cramp or something when you're running, <laughs> and, and and just move along, and then it would be all okay again. And people, you know, there'll be a little bit of noise for for a week or two. But there wasn't even that. Then, uh, you know, even, for example, the Kavanaugh hearings, right? Remember how intense that was. The whole nation was glued to the TV and these hearings. And yeah, would, he, would he be nominated? Burger. It was a nothing burger. Would he actually get the, the appointment? Um, and, and then, poof, the story goes away. Once he's confirmed, that's it. They do not follow up. With impeachment hearings, they do not make a movie about Christine Ford, nor do they ask her to write a book about her terrible suffering, which was a big no, fraud. No,
1: they are lurching from one crisis to the next. And the second um, scoreboard came into play, meaning they lose. Oh, we'll go to a different game. Let's lurch to the next crisis. Yeah. Crisis here, crisis there. One thing about the embassy move to Jerusalem, though, I think in the shorthand, something is lost. There was a bigger thing than just moving the embassy to Jerusalem. He recognized Jerusalem As Israel's un- Undivided capital Right That was the bigger issue And capitals contain embassies But even if the physical embassy didn't move The recognition of it- Jerusalem is Israel's capital, took the entire issue of Jerusalem's division and conquest by the, the enemies of Israel completely off As the table. As a possible
0: thing on the table, I know. It, yeah,
1: that was the yeah. big thing. Yeah. And, and people who were born in Jerusalem, um, if it was before 1947-48, they were technically born in the Palestine Mandate. Right. After 1948, Israel exists, but people in Jerusalem didn't, weren't able to hold Israeli passports right. because Jerusalem was in dispute. He took the dispute off the table.
0: We're not getting into that really big deal. T- I agree with you, but let's yeah. move on. The point is that there are so many things that are just bold. Uh, And and whether it's the tariff war with uh, China, which was such a great move, whether it's uh, arranging for the Mexican-Canada trade deal, which was a great move as well, whether it's uh, being tough with Europe in in all the the ways that he has, uh, being so friendly with Israel and supportive of its prime minister and its military needs, that's fantastic. Uh, he, he doesn't take crap from nobody.
1: No, and he shows voters in other countries you can have this too. Yeah, England so, just got Boris Johnson, but Brazil elects Bolsonaro. The the people who vote in those countries see what happened in America and they go, Wow! Why
0: can't we uh, have oh, that too? Yeah, I'll have what yeah, she's well, having. I'll, I'll have the wheels on my luggage. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. that's what they say. I mean, why, why wouldn't you want well, that? I'll
1: have what Sally's having <laughs> in Cali. <Cap's laughs> <Deli>, that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. But but he's showing them there is a way to do this and. You know, Look, it, a lot of people have different uh, startup ideas, right? Entrepreneurs and stuff like that. They have great ideas. And some of these great ideas ultimately fail, even no matter how great they may be. Why? Because the leadership of these companies don't know how to get things done. They fail to execute. It's all in the execution, as the phrase goes. And most angel investors will invest in... Uh, CEO they're not even as, as interested in the product they figure the product will will sell itself because the guy who wants to be the CEO knows what he's doing so if he has faith in it so they're they're investing in the guy not so much the product the guy will make the product sell right to use a uh, a breaking bad concept right you know it's it's I, again i'm not not for drugs in any shape or form no, if but, you make the good drugs someone'll buy yeah, so, the good so, drugs so the walter yes. white i mean part it's interesting cuz walter white seems to know the, the main character seems to know how to make this fantastic meth that everyone wants right and so they want him and in fact they can't get rid of him because he's the only one who knows how to do this just the right way he's indispensable right and so likewise in in business in a good in a good sense of course in the legal sense you have people who you know who can understand what Steve Jobs' vision was, and and Steve Jobs himself, they invest in Steve Jobs, and great things happen because, by golly, it's Steve Jobs, right? Or, Or Bill Gates and all the other guys who just have this vision, have the ability to execute. There are too many people out there, too many leaders, who have no idea how to execute. They spend their entire time wondering how to not offend anybody. How to move this ball forward, but they move it maybe an inch at a time. If they're lucky, that's what would would happen. Had we had Romney as president, we, you know, if we were lucky, we would
1: even move it. An you,
0: you and I would be talking about, you know, gosh, I really hope he moves forward with this all the time. I, and and and, and well, hold on, yeah. I I don't want to drill down too much on this. I, they they would how. You know, we're just hoping the Democrats, we're just keeping the Democrats at bay. That's all we would be doing. You know, that's not a good approach for us. We need to move forward with destroying the Democrat agenda. If
1: Romney was president right now, on his second term, our conversation would be right now which socialist Democrat? Are we going to vote for who will do the least damage for four years to get rid of Romney's vice president, Paul Ryan? Right,
0: with a theory being that with, with friends like these, you know, who yeah. needs enemies, right? Um, oh. Yeah, so so Trump oh. Trump has this—it's th- th- a Trump effect we're talking about. It's as if we had Stephen Jobs in the presidency and— with the magic that Stephen Jobs has, what what new idea will Stephen yeah, Jobs come the up thrashest. with?
1: And they not caring right. about people's feelings. Well, that's why it's we just, said, just give me the product. We said, we said, product. we
0: said, quite a few podcasts ago, that Steve Jobs is Donald Trump. Or I mean, obviously before he died, uh, Trump is Steve Jobs. They are the same person. Yeah, he he was brash. People hated him. In right. many ways, he was he was a nasty guy at, at in things. He would fire people on the spot if they weren't able to articulate what they did in their job position within ten seconds. Uh, and if if they didn't have that kind of clarity, they were out. And and Steve Jobs referred to himself very clearly. Hey, I'm I'm brash. I'm tough. Uh, I'm an asshole sometimes. Yeah. In
1: the '80s, they were basically an East Coast and West Coast version of the same guy. Yeah. In the real estate and the computer industries, if right. you knew. Donald Trump's reputation around 83, 84, he, it was very similar to Jobs. They were in all of the business magazines at the time. Jobs, right. Trump, Trump, Jobs. Yeah, that's know. right.
0: And and they were wealthy, almost equally wealthy to each other. And, you know, they, they had a tremendous impact, it just yeah. almost in an equal sense. And they're both brash, and they both get things done. Thank you very much. You know what? I'll take brashness uh, over you know is cool civility that gets nothing done. So look the rest of the world is seeing what's happening. Boris Johnson let's let's talk about him for a second. Boris Johnson is the very recently uh nom- or designated prime minister because Theresa May had to uh, give up power. And she had to resign. And oh, will I'm, you say I'm, that again? Yeah, Theresa May gave up power. Oh, she yeah. resigned. Yeah. Say that <laughs> <That's> again. <true>. <laughs> <laughs> so and she did so because she was ineffective. That's right. right. I mean, that's Look, I got to respect the the British system, the parliamentary system in this one way, because if the prime minister, and that's truly what it means, the primary minister of the agenda of that country, right? So if the prime minister can't get things done, they have a vote of no confidence, right? They also, and sometimes they say, listen, I just can't get this, in this case, Brexit. I can't get it done, Theresa May said. And I, I therefore resign. And... I respect that. I really do. And she just needed a tougher, we all, uh, Britain needed a tougher leader to say, we're out of this and who's going to have the huevos, the you know what, to deal with the possibility of a hard exit. And if they don't like the hard exit, then they don't like the hard exit. It's just tough. It's going to be just as difficult and nay, even more difficult for the rest of Europe to have a hard exit with Britain than it will be for Britain itself. You'll see. And that that concern will will cause Britain, no, it'll cause Europe to do whatever it'll take to smooth the transition in the end. They won't have to have a deal. They'll just do it. Um, it's a little bit like, like in litigation. You try to settle a case. You try to settle, you try to settle. You don't settle. For whatever reason the, the two parties are too entrenched in their positions. And then it goes to trial and you win, okay, and you win big time, guess what, you can still settle after that. We just have a better position, that's all. You know, now, I, now the, the jury has told me that I'm entitled to my $10 million. Now, yes, we'll talk about that, but I've got my judgment, right? And now, where you were offering only $500,000, I might shave off a million dollars and you pay me $9 million right now. How about that, Charlie, right? That's the way it's gonna be with exit, with a Brexit, rather. Uh, and, and I think Boris Johnson knows this. So Boris Johnson, look, he's got a great exemplar in Donald Trump. He sees what works. And he's going to go to Donald Trump as a friend and say, I'm with you. What, can you help us figure out a great way? What do you recommend, Donald, as to how I deal with this EU? And he may be just as effective as Donald Trump. He may yeah. not even have to get that and, advice. And he can just see it from what Donald Trump is doing.
1: Right. And to your point, point, it's such a good one, this is going to be more painful for the union than for the individual state. Imagine what would happen to America if Texas just seceded. Just yeah. like that. Right. Boom. Gone. Okay. You've just lost the most productive of the state economies. That's a, that's a good uh, what example. you gonna do now, California, yeah. and New York, and Florida? I mean, I'm sorry, California, New York, and Illinois. You know, they're not subsidizing you anymore. Right. You know, it'll be
0: it'll be harder for the United yeah, States than it is for, for Texas. The yeah, they'll figure yeah. a way out. And Britain is an incredible, powerful economy. Uh, but it was getting weaker and weaker because of the EU relationship, and then of course the rampant immigration and that uh, the law they have where you can go to any country in Europe so long, once you enter it. You know, so
1: yeah, like state lines rather than
0: yeah. There, there's national. a there's a phrase that they have for it. I, I don't care about what it is, but basically the law is that you it, it would effectively like be being able to cross into Arkansas once yeah. you're in America. You can go into Arkansas or without or Nebraska, a without yeah. a passport. So that that was craziness um, and. England just can't tolerate it anymore. The this is this is Great Britain, that was only seventy years ago. <laughs> I don't know how great it is. Well, it's no, it's not as great as it used to be. <laughs> right. But you know, make make Britain great again. I mean, really, what's wrong with that phrase? I mean, it, it was yeah. great, um, but it was a huge empire, very successful at that, and I don't know. That they can argue otherwise. Yeah, that, and, that,
1: and this is just the the attitude that we're talking about, where you know the 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 wrongest point to this is nationalist fervor and jingoism and whatever they want to call it. But the truth is, it's a good thing when a nation's people care and love their own nation, right? right it's right. that's not bigotry, right? I, if I don't care about America, why should I act in ways that cares about my fellow citizens? I mean I think about um, the, Like the homeless thing about LA You cannot go anywhere in Los Angeles Now without seeing these squatters Everywhere yeah. um, and, and we're told by the media And the politicians here Oh woe unto us This is our failure you know, I never made anyone homeless Right. I, what did I do <laughs> Right. I didn't give the guy meth Right. I didn't tell him to quit his job I didn't fire him I didn't take his house or his car or anything, right? So, so the point is, I didn't cause this, right? And, and the big unspoken truth about this is that the homeless people in L.A., and you know this, Brock, because we've seen this— Have a crazed look in their eye They're clearly not people just on the Down down on the luck, going around Shuffling around saying brother can you spare a dime And can have a loaf of bread They're people on drugs They're people who've chosen to live this way The great weather and the permissiveness Of the society around it Has allowed a whole bunch of people to start living An alternative lifestyle That is not conducive To positive existence And thus they are clearly I'm I'm going to get yeah. Real here, tough love. Uh, they clearly don't love our country. They clearly have chosen to live a life that is a complete dead end. When their existence right. is over, they're gone. Yeah, it's completely and parasitic to our civilization. Yeah. And I, so I, I agree. and so um, and so, if you do the opposite and you choose to work and you choose to participate and take the, and do the inconvenient stuff of pay taxes and participate in society as a productive member of society, have a family breed, you know, reproduce, do the uh, unstylish thing of, again, nursing that child to back to health at three in the morning when they're diarrheaing all over you. Right. Um, you're acting nas- with nationalism and love in your heart right, exactly and right. care about the future rather than, you know, firebombing the society
0: That's <laughs> for, so your good, L- listen, for your own good so, convenience. So, look, it, it's also realizing one of the things that Trump is now... Uh, effectively done so well Is telling the world Telling America in particular that There are problems and they're, They need to be fixed And they won't go away Just by wishing them away So homelessness for example Not one Democrat is really talking about How to deal with the homelessness problem Let's go back to busing Only because Kamala Harris brought this up as an issue Yeah a thanks of,
1: Kamala yeah, That'll, That's a winner
0: A couple of weeks ago in the Democratic debates But busing to the credit of America at the time in, in the early 70s, I remember because they, they were trying to bus us, uh, it was such a bad idea that eventually it was abandoned completely. And because it took somebody to say, this ain't working, um, let's do something else. If busing came out as an idea today, they would keep on going and they would, it would become an entrenched <laughs> institution. And no one would ever say, you know, I wonder if this is not, if this is such a great idea, because they would say you're racist. If you, if you disagree with the notion of busing, busing is going to help everyone and just keep on plowing it in because it's, that's good. It's, it's going to end racism. Um, it, that took the sort of courage to be able to say it ain't working. But Trump does that. That's part of the Trump effect as well. He, he's able to say, we've got a problem at the border. It's a classic. I mean, that's the, the ultimate thing. We've been uh, putting our heads in the sand when it came, comes to the border And he's saying, we got to build a wall. It's basic, isn't it? Uh, And it's so much resistance to this. But he's going to get that wall. Things are going to happen at at the end of the day. At least he's pushing for it. And and I say it's actually a campaign issue yet again because in 2020, people will never – anyone who has any immigration issue, meaning like they're concerned about the the free flow of immigrants coming into this country – they're not going to say to themselves, well, we gave Donald Trump a chance, you know, now let's, let's have the Democrats build that wall. R- no, right. it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, they, they know that he's still the last best hope. Yeah, if, if
1: Democrats were at least smart, they'd be saying, he can't get the wall built, we'll do it. Yeah. But that, which would be the equivalent of, of Obama. Uh, I'll curb waste, fraud, and abuse, and GM is alive, Al-Qaeda's dead. Right? <laughs> yes. Right? That right. Was those, exactly. Those exactly. hollow promises, yeah. at least. But no, they're promising to open the border. They're promising to provide free healthcare to the illegal alien, the criminal alien. Right. They're promising to have more beheadings, more aztec styled killings well, in North effectively, Hollywood. Effectively. They're not countering at all. And when they do address homelessness, it's only an attack on us, the normal people, telling us we're not throwing enough money at the problem. And no one's ever talking about the permissiveness of the vagrancy on the street and the, the lack of enforcement of drug laws. Right. These, Even though California changed – forget marijuana. That's not what this is about. Right. They changed – Heroin and meth from felonies to misdemeanors they're still misdemeanors. The local police, because of the pressure from the politicians, now just refuse to enforce even the misdemeanor law. Yeah that wasn't what
0: was on the ballot. That's right <laughs> right? Oh, it's, it's crazy. So, well because they, they've been told that it's not important when you say it's misdemeanor, uh, you know the cop is not going to focus on that. So we, we've got a broken windows problem and where nobody's enforcing the broken windows uh, and, and fixing those brick, broken windows. We, we, that's, that's the basic issue And Trump is sending a whole message To conservatives and Democrats alike That this is the way things get done You have to be bold You have to recognize the problem first of all That's the first thing Then find solutions to solve the problem Democrats are, at least we Republicans Even McCain and Romney, recognize the problem where they fail is that they refuse to deal with the problem, right? Uh, Trump succeeds because he says, okay, I recognize the problem. Now I want to uh, find a solution to the problem, and I'm going to try many different ways to do so. Uh, Democrats don't even want to see the problem. It reminds me of a scene at a Breaking Bad where this one uh, meth dealer, she's a woman. Uh, has orchestrated horrible killings and she's, it's not in her nature but she still does it because she doesn't want to get arrested. She's involved in this meth trade and um, she's arranged for this brutal killing while she's in, in behind in the cellar and she hears all the gun pops and all the bad guys all the people she wants to be killed are killed and she comes up, they finally they bring her up and then she says I i don't want to see these dead bodies I, I don't want to see it okay, well cover your eyes and I'll, I'll you know, I'll lead you with my hand, says the, the, one of the, the assassins that she arranged. Um, and she just doesn't want to see it. And that's the way it is with the Democrats. They don't want to see the, the, hor- the horrors that they themselves have brought upon our civilization, whether that's homelessness, whether that's rampant abortion, Right. Whether that's the immigration issue,
1: yeah, the riots, the beatings the riots. by thug we're, criminals, we're, now. The,
0: the the break the breakup of the uh, the black family, and the, really just the the utter uh, the, the, the wildly disproportionate percentage of blacks in prisons. It's it's not right. right. The it's, terrible
1: it's, schools that don't educate people. I mean,
0: it goes wild, well. and and yeah. then then the rampant sex sexuality of of our culture. Which is now filtering down to the children It's it's bad right, stuff
1: The trans movement which is actually a child molestation Movement disguised as a civil rights movement It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's like weird Everything Every about it is these. weird I,
0: I don't know if I agree with you with that, that last statement there But I will say that there is a movement now to make uh, pedophilia somehow to, to to normalize that process. Yeah,
1: calling it uh, from a
0: crime to an orientation. An orientation, yeah, yeah. which not even <laughs> a, a disorder. You know, yeah. it's it's a, an orientation. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, it's it's so awful, but these these that's why they're not recognized in these things. And and you scratch your head uh, because you say, well, don't you want to deal with these problems? And instead, they make excuses, like homelessness is, is an orientation, to use your word, right? Right. It's, it's just another it's way of cho- living. Or a it's choice. It's a choice, yeah. yeah. Uh, and who are we to judge them? And, um, you know, you, you want to feel sorry for them, but, but, but that's like saying you're feeling sorry for a transgendered person. Well, you know, that's their choice. That's, that's who they are. Who are you to judge? Uh, that's the attitude that they have, and it's just so ineffective. And I think, finally, the Trump effect is, is filtering in, changing minds and reorienting the whole world now at this point, and it's very healthy. I right, think it's, He
1: puts them all on the defensive. Right,
0: That's and nice. he puts them on the defensive, but he, he offers a new way of thinking, like wheels on luggage. <laughs> How about that? All <laughs> right. All right, my friends. Thanks so much. This is Brock Lurie uh, signing off. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk with you next week.